Hello, 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 and welcome back to Show Talk, the place where I talk, you talk, and we talk about shows. We are back with another episode of Motherland Fort Salem, episode three. And you guys, you guys, I have finally gotten some answers. Like, finally, I have been wondering since episode one who these old ladies that have been trailing behind Alder forever, and we haven't had a moment like a hint of what they could be until this episode and here we are here we are with the truth i'm hoping we dive in a little bit more on the history of it like the more scientifical part of it or magical science of it all but you guys finally i'm so excited i'm so excited to get into it with you guys because i think it's just so amazing of course last episode i was gushing on the different powers and everything that these witches have and of course this episode they did not disappoint and we get to see new things and learn new things and oh i'm so excited (laughs) so let's get into it let's get into exactly what happened episode three of motherland for salem So first, we're going to start off with Adler's story, because everything that has been going on with her since episode one has been steadily pissing me off. Okay, the disrespect, the insubordination, like, uh, it's been driving me insane, especially this episode. So last episode, we got a little bit more about Adler's story, about how she released her seed that basically changed the game for witches. Now she has a contract with the military to be able to defend and protect this country in a form, in a way that no one has been able to before. And of course, that comes with a cost. She has to report to certain people. Yes, she is the leader of these people, but she still, there's checks and balances that need to come through, okay? And of course, not a lot of people are very happy that she let known that there are certain seeds and certain songs out there that are more powerful than others and that witches are actually alive but like you know you gotta do what you gotta do to survive and Edler did that and for generations witches have been thriving in Fort Salem in protecting this country yes there are some witches that are dying yes there's a spree that also don't agree with her methods uh but But if it wasn't for Alder, I'm just going to say this now, everyone would over here still be having nooses tied around their necks, thrown against the rocks, and etc. Okay? So the way that people are just like... (sighs) Okay, let's start back at what actually set me off (laughs) this episode. Well, everybody is having their fun because it is time for the Bellatane and we got a lot of testosterone and a lot of hot men coming in to Fort Salem. Sarah's over here having to do her due diligence and actually go to a conference with a bunch of other leader witches across the continent. So it's like a little council um, and we learn in the after the storm that it's called the hog something like that and she has to talk to them and of course they have to make action on what to do with the spree i mean we've been going back and forth since last episode about what we were gonna do first the president's asking us questions now the council's asking us questions and some of the things that they actually want to do is uh pretty unethical so of course sarah's over here like putting down her gauntlet and telling people like no listen we're gonna calm down 
we're not gonna jump to conclusions we're not gonna start doing a little crazies and we're gonna actually like look at this and see how it progresses and we're gonna steadily just go and keep attacking the spree like little by little and hopefully we'll break down their 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 group okay and of course people are upset upset because a lot of people have been dying which understandable and people want to see action people want to see action people want to know what are we going to do to actually fight the spree clearly the methods that have been going on and what's been happening so far it hasn't been working so we have to change things up but Adler knows if we're going cell by cell and just destroying groups without actually getting information and without actually like making sure that they're like evil like what does that what does that make you look like a dictatorship like it's just it sends out all out war she's worried about Russia she's worried about China like literally she's making sure that all of these continents can live in a united front if they're over here just being led by their military it, drama drama and war and nuclear weapons and all that stuff like ready on the forefronts if they want to go through their their methods and we got over here general sharma who thinks she's all big and bad who wants to just undermine everything that Adler says. I mean, it's worse than Abigail and Libba. If Adler says one thing, Sharma's ready with the counter. And I'm like, the disrespect! Honestly, I was so mad and I was ready, ready for Sarah to just go on with a complete smackdown on half the generals here, ready sitting there with their, their guns out, okay? And then Adler goes and just like passes out like she's in pain and one of her her ladies goes and is passing out with her so it's like a, a connection so we know that something is wrong but we don't know what it is and then you zoom in on Adler and you can see that she's like getting older and older as her lady gets sick and sicker and I screamed why because we were finally going to figure out what these ladies meant to Adler once and for all. And apparently they hold a huge part in keeping her alive. I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't until this episode that I realized that the Adler we were talking about years ago in her first her first moment in, in like during pilgrimage times and as she released her seed and all that, that was over 300 years ago. All these battles we were talking about that she was in, years ago so i just realized this episode that she's actually over 300 years and her skin is smooth okay her hair is lush and we're just realizing this or at least i'm just realizing this and it's because of her ladies or better yet her biddies so a biddy from what we learned from after the storm is like a life source for her they basically take a little bit of her essence a little bit of her life and put it in on themselves so each lady that she has she has a total of like maybe six or eight ladies they all take a certain portion of her age and her scars and hold it within themselves so that she can continue to live on is that not amazing? Oh, I loved it so much. And I know, I know it's weird. It's it's crazy. A lot of people on Twitter last night was like, okay, well, that's 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 wrong. I mean, you have all these these women, not actual women, children, because they're not like 
they're the same age as Rael and Abigail and and Tally and they all are signing up to lose the youth that they have so that they can let Adler survive and a lot of people were last night very confused (laughs) and did not support that because it's like is it right like should we be giving up our lives for for Adler to survive willingly and I thought about it in this type of like way it's like whether you like Adler or not you can't deny that she holds so much history so much knowledge she has a really rare seed that not many have heard before that is very powerful that has gotten her to the position that she's in and to have all that history, all that power just waste away because she can't have children of her own to be able to pass it down to, it's it's kind of like, not I don't want to say it's a waste, but it's something you want to capitalize on. And so you can't not think that after looking at how these generals are acting, after thinking about the agreement that Adler must have made so that all these witches and future generations of witches could survive, that they weren't going to try to hold on to Adler as as much as they could and that she wasn't put under her own imprisonment, her own shackles to this, this deal and to this military to to hold this group together, to empower this country. And so I'm not surprised that she's using these women to keep her alive because she has to be. She's the only one that we have that can do the job that she does, even though we have people like General Sharma who think otherwise. It comes with a lot of sacrifice. And these women, these biddies that have decided to sacrifice themselves for her, they know well in advance what they're signing up for. They know that their lifespan is between five-ish years. They know like that they will lose that youth, but they are doing it for a greater cause in what they believe in. Now see, if this was by force, like if they didn't want to do it, okay, now I understand like where the problem comes from. But if you explain and you lay everything out the way it is, and you, you know what you're signing up for, like what, what do, I can't I can't tell you not to do it like I can't tell you like that that's a wrong choice for you to make that's something that you have to decide for yourself and if you think that you're doing it for a right cause I mean you know I mean it's like it's like look at Tally she didn't have to join the military but she decided to on her own because she thought that this is her chance to give to the greater good. That's what these biddies feel that they're doing to keep Adler alive. They are fueling and protecting the greater good that has been safe and has been protected for years because of Adler, you know? So I I don't know. I think there, there's, there's many things to it than just girls giving up their life for Adler it's it's has to come to if we can break down the contract that Adler made if we could see everything that she's she's doing not just for witches in general but for Salem like she got sick and she was dying and the entire tea courtyard of of the little facility that all the girls in are dying with her like she's put her life and her essence in a lot and 
we don't know what could happen if she were to die, like how much things would fall with her. You know what I mean? So there, there's a lot at play than what we're seeing. And I think that if we dive into that a little bit more, if we go into the histories of Biddy a little bit more and how it started, I think that'll be very interesting to see. I mean, who knows? We might. We're only three episodes in. So we have time and we have episodes to actually go into what a Biddy is, how it started, how Adler started and what she's actually put into Fort Salem so far. And I can't wait to see it. I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited because I really like Adler. Yes, I am suspicious of some of the things that she's done and and your, your guys' theories on if she's actually evil or if she's working both sides of the spree and not because of her, the way her actions are going um, is very is very interesting to see. And I, I can't wait until we just like discover a little bit more of it. And I don't know. I'm excited and I hope you guys are as well. Now let's get into the juicy stuff. What we've all been clicking onto and <laughs> screaming about since the trailer, the men. And usually I don't really care about like hetero relationships that much because we see it so much. And that's why I was so excited about Rael and Skyla. But like, I love this, this, this take on, on men and female relationships because one thing I really loved is that they emphasize how interactions between men and women during this Beltane is great because it fuels them. It gives them energy. It makes them stronger. And I love, I love a show that lets a female just express their 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 desires and their sexual needs and doesn't shame them from it. This show, this episode embraces it and lets them know that they're stronger for it and these girls okay tally and abigail and the rest of them they they are ready to like dip their hands in and get as strong as possible specifically abigail which i love so much it was probably one of my favorite parts of this episode so far when it when it came to focusing on the girls and it was that Abigail owned herself and that she was shameless and that the fact that it was accepted and pushed for, ah, I loved, loved, okay? Even when she was like hitting on the witch father, girl, me too, because the man was gorgeous, okay? So I, oh my gosh, it's so great. I'm like smiling so big right now because I haven't seen that in a lot of shows where women are okay to just be embraced and as like sexual people and and not shamed for it and so I liked that okay we had our baby Tally who grew up a little bit this episode when she finally got to see all the options she hasn't been introduced to since she was a child and then we saw her interact with Garrett okay I actually really like Tally and Garrett together because I feel like they are some of the same people <laughs> like they they both have a, a bright outlook on life that they, they both seem very like soft and you kind of just want to like wrap them in a blanket and protect them from any harm like a, a cute bear you know or a child <laughs> I just I love that about them and I love that while everyone was like fueling themselves up with the options that they had in choice of men this episode tally although she really likes garrett and and garrett has 
taken the entire episode to be with her and and learn about her and and show her how how good he is as an option um she she took a step back like before they kissed and all that before all of our hearts like melted on the tv screen she took a step back and she she asked him if he was worth it because although like they make you stronger yes but like it's still your heart that you're playing with and Tally seems like a person that when she falls for someone or when she believes and trusts in someone, she puts her all in them. And she's not going to put her all into just anybody. And the fact that she took that moment to step back and really look at Garrett and ask him what she needed to hear in order to fully commit to him and, and, and kiss him and, and move up on that stage in a relationship. I love that because that was it's, it was totally her, right? Like it was completely what her character would do and so I love that the writing took that moment for her speaking of what a character would do did you see the drama between Skyla and Rael and Porter like oh when I saw Porter walk onto the screen claiming that he was Sky's ex-boyfriend and that he was confused into what she was doing here because the last time he saw her she wanted nothing to do with the army she hated them for what they did to her parents he thought that she'd be working for the spree <coughs> she's working for the spree but he thought that she'd be a person that would work for the spree I looked at him and I said I feel sorry for this man. <laughs> like, you know that Kiki Palmer meme that was going around? That's what I thought. Because it's mo the moment he walked onto the screen, I was like, RIP. Like, he's going to die. There's no way Sky is going to let him blow her cover. And with Rael now asking questions, because she wants to know what's going on too, especially since Skyla's been holding on to her cards and hasn't been giving Rael any type of information, okay? Since episode one, Rael has been having to go to outside sources to see what kind of person that Skyla really is. Now that she has someone that has actually been with Skyla emotionally and has known her to a degree that... Rael's trying to reach, you can tell tensions are high between all three of them, okay? Skyla doesn't want Rael to know Porter because she feels that Porter's gonna blow up her spot. Porter doesn't want to really know Rael because he's kind of jealous because Sky and Porter ended up on bad terms. Rael doesn't really want to know Porter because she's jealous of the, the intimacy that she has, that he has with her, that she hasn't been able to reach. And I looked at it and I was like, this is going to be a train wreck. This whole thing, this is going to be a triangle that nobody wants part of. And within, I don't know, half the episode, Skyla was already in plans to kill him. And this, the moment he walks into her room to confront her about everything and she like hugs him and, and she starts doing those little crocodile tears. Uh -uh, I caught on to that manipulation technique and it was Oh no. Oh no. And then she goes and she starts making out with him. And I know the fandom, the Rael and Skyla fandom flipped out upon seeing this because they want them together so bad. But I knew, I knew this was, this wasn't love. This wasn't emotions. This was a plot. And as she's sitting there and she whispers, what does she say? She says something like, I feel, no, no. I think it was, I'm filled with unbearable sadness or something like that I was like oh spelled it, it's a mess <laughs> like 
And interesting because we've never seen them use a spell or use a seed with their actual like words or or like speaking anything. So for her to use that kind of method was interesting to see and also answers a lot of the questions that I had from last episode on if they could expand on their powers in some way. And so now, what do we see in the next scene? Porter jumping off of a tall building in front of Rail. Poor thing. So now, of course, they're going to think it's a suicide and that he was just so sad over everything, especially since he was a Dodger back in the day and didn't want to join the army. So you would think that maybe this is like his last straw after seeing everything. Like maybe he just didn't agree to everything. So it would make sense. The method that she used, efficient. I'm not gonna lie but now now suspicions are high because what does Rael see as she's passing out after trying to save Porter Sky just just chilling there all calm and collected okay interesting and and she passes out because taking that amount of I don't care what healer you are. I don't think you can save everyone from the dead and that's something she hasn't trained for yet so it, you would think it was a, a, a shut and closed case, right? No, because the trailer for next episode looks like Skylar just bit herself in the butt because maybe don't kill somebody before you finish your necromancy training and see that if you could actually talk to the dead. I mean, didn't last, didn't last episode, Sky herself said that necromancers have the ability to speak to the dead and the living. That's what makes them stronger than everyone else. She goes and doesn't think that her school, her actual major in necromancy, wasn't going to use this chance to see or understand a person's last moments. Girl, you done messed up. Like, And she's clearly going to blow her spot. I don't know how she's going to fix this. I don't know how she's going to fix this. And it looks like Rael's going to be asking questions too. Because when she finds out that they were the last two people to see each other, someone's gonna want answers and I cannot wait to see what Skye is gonna say I can't wait I can't wait so that was pretty much like the big major moments that happened this episode of course there were some great gems like we found out about the Tamir which are a group of seeds or a group of witches that have a specific seed that is similar to Adler's which I don't know what that means like I have a couple suspicions like maybe Okay, my, in my head, I'm like, okay, did Adler's sister not die? And that, like, Adler thought that his her sister died and she saw that she died, but, like, she survived some way. Like, a lot of people say that Adler is, is fueled by her sister's death. Like, what would be a great, like, a great twist is if we found out that her sister was alive throne or if we found out that maybe she does have other family members that we don't know of who are continuing on the same teachings that Adler grew up with. So that'd be interesting to see. And I wonder if we are actually going to come into contact with the Tamir and and see who they are. That'd be interesting to see. Um, another good honorable mention is that the rivalry between Abigail and Libba has been going on for generations upon generations. I mean, even the witchmen know the rivalry between the Beltanes. <laughs> Like, you guys, this has been going on forever. And I loved it, though. I love a confident female 
Libba or Abigail that wants to stand up and like lift their family forward but clearly people are more on Abigail's side than they are on Libba's side so that rift between them that's going to continue and I know a lot of people were throwing in ideas that maybe they were going to start a friendship soon and hopefully they do because that'd be interesting to see but right now no no unless as long as their history is as deep as we see that it is there's no way they're going to be friends (laughs) at least not in this generation and also a really good thing to note when we went into a little bit of like if you listen to the after show I like that we went into a little bit of like Dodgers and what happens to them so we get to understand a little bit more of Sky's story and then we also understand that it's really bad luck to or not looked well upon to have a human father like Ray does and yet she's so powerful and so strong so that is pretty interesting I mean you want to think of the things that her mother had to go through to to be with a human and to produce Rael and how that must have put pressure on her and to have her still serve and that's this is why my theory that her mother is still alive and actually working for the spree just keeps adding up like small things like this like that kept Rael's mother away from the norm like the way that she she says her her spells oh another connection so (laughs) sorry sorry but Rael she says her spells in her healing and that's what makes her healing so great and she's learned it from her mother and the only group that we've seen so far that actually say their spells are the spree. They're the only ones. They're the only ones that we've seen so far. I mean, maybe the witches do as well, but we haven't seen anything. We haven't learned anything. So far, all we've done is learned seeds and those seeds have been the most powerful. So maybe they only say their spells because they don't know as much. And that's why they send in a couple sprees to to go into the army and, and learn, you know? Oh, who knows? Who knows? I'm excited to see. I'm excited. Uh, And I hope you guys are too. And if you've come this far and you've listened to my ramblings and my theories, then thank you. And I can't wait to see you next week because it's about to hit the fan. And I'm excited. (laughs) I'm very excited, as you guys can tell. But I will see you next time. And I hope that you guys just keep on talking, as always.